special uh, Super Bowl weekend planned draft and party is well underway. Most of the slots are taken. Some are still available. Call your commissioner if you're interested, 502-523-5057. If you don't want to draft, that's cool, too. We still have room for you at the party. We are in the Laurel Lounge of Caesars, Southern Indiana. We're there all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And it wouldn't be a party and it wouldn't be a draft in the KFFSC. And this certainly wouldn't be a, a worthwhile podcast to listen to if we did not have available for you our first podcast of the year, the trophy husband, Robbie Fetcher. How are you tonight, brother? Um, uh, interesting evening as I watched 30 for 30, the tuck rule brings you back memories of how Tom Brady's uh, career started compared that was to the ending. Yeah. Yeah. That was fumble. Uh, every, and everyone knows that everyone knows that it's fumble. I mean, that, uh, 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 Mr. Davis there when, uh, uh, when he announced the new Raiders coaches and, uh, that's what the, Josh, other Josh, Josh McDaniels admitted it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They all said, yeah, it was a fumble. Uh, Robbie Fetcher, if it wasn't for a a quarterback car, a fumble in Cincinnati and another turnover later in the game, the result, and it still went down to the last play of the game, the result of Raiders at Cincinnati and wildcard weekend could have been different. We could be writing another script before, uh, we went on the air here tonight. I sent you draft boards, uh, from drafts that I'm actually engaged in, in the FFPC. And um, I was certainly not going to ask KFFSC drafters to return to the drafting table without doing so myself. And I've uh, currently in my fourth draft and there's been some interesting trends developed and, and, and we'll talk about several of them tonight, but noticing how Jamar Chase and T. Higgins have shot up the board in these drafts. Chase going in the first round, very similar to perhaps what Diggs did last year. Then following up with Higgins, whose draft spot looks very similar to me to uh, last year's early C.D. Lamb picks. Uh, Fetch, as we look ahead to 2022, which we will be asking uh, drafters to look at the September 2022 drafts, August 2022, and how they'll get ready to play this season. Do you think those values for those two players will hold? I definitely think Chase's value will. Uh, we saw the huge games he put up, not only here in the playoffs, but in the later in the regular season right. as, he, as he just became more dominant. And he's such a physical receiver that even when he's covered, he's open. Which Tyler Boyd, uh, much less of a, the, the third receiver, but perhaps with not the respect of what some third receivers would have in certain high-powered offenses. And, and that surprises me a little bit due to the fact uh, that C.J. Uzuma in the tight end position there in um, Cincinnati seems to uh, uh, be an afterthought at least from fantasy football's perspective. So uh, CJ is a fine player, but it, in keeping in keeping pace with the top 12 tight ends in, uh, in the NFL from a fantasy perspective, he certainly can't do it. Joe Mixon fetch. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, go ahead. Well, my question is, if Joe Mixon comes out and has a game against the Rams in every aspect, catching the ball, running the ball, scoring the ball, uh, could Joe Mixon end up in the first part of that first round as we go into the drafts? I don't know about the first part of the, uh, of the first round, but he definitely could move up from the, you know, the second round into late first round territory if he had a big game. I would not suggest people do it. There's just so much offense here that uh, I don't think he, he, he can be a top five running back for you next year. Interesting. I think he can. We'll continue to discuss that. Hey, especially if certain top running backs in the NFL uh, engage in uh, behavior that's going to find them more in the courtroom than on the field. And that's <laughs> enough said about that, Fetch. Fetch, as um, I talk a little bit about the future in the KFFSC and what we'll be looking at eight months from now, nine months from now, um, I want you to take a look at some of those aforementioned draft boards, and you might want to say, Farrell, what were you thinking? But uh, nevertheless, they are best ball boards, and I'm pretty proud of the teams I've put together, and hopefully I can get a fetch pat on the back. But what I want to tell all the listeners, and this is the first news that uh, this will be attached to uh, our mailer that goes out here in the next couple of days, but news in the KFFSC is that a grand prize of uh, – $15,000 that would won by uh, Hawley and uh, Justin Cox, Steve Hawley and Justin Cox, a great team of players, Fetch. Uh, th- those guys have won our last $15,000 grand prize. Our, our winning uh, prize for 2022 has moved up to $25,000, so the champion will be looking at a bigger cash payday. Uh, in response, I was joking with Dave that in response to our big move, the FFPC has announced their move to go to a million dollars. Boy, we put the pressure on them. Fetch. They, went right to, <laughs> they went right. They went right to a million. And I am proud that um, the best prize that we've ever offered in the KFFSC is the prizes that send our top five um, uh, to Las Vegas uh, with a ticket to take a shot at what is now a million dollars. So $300 with us and a big finish fetch can put you in position to win a million dollars the following year uh, in the FFBC Las Vegas play. And uh, I'm I'm excited about that. Our highest finisher um, this year uh, outside of some of the national guys, such as uh, Chad Schroeder, Bip Lab Mandel had a huge, huge year. Uh, the uh, uh, Hudson Kern Reeve did very, very well, and there were others that did well. But we must mention Jeff Joaquin, who was at one, 11th uh, going into the final weekend, settled in at 48th place. Big payback, uh, big payday for Jeff Joaquin, and a great opportunity for him to return with uh, his team already paid for um, in the FFPC. Uh, the um, fetch. Take a look at that draft in the in the first one. I had the number four position, uh, and I took uh, I took Austin Eckler, and I'm proud of that pick of Austin Eckler. Those 20 touchdowns from this past year were 
are very important. I don't know if he'll get to 20 again next year, but I like what's going on with Coach Lombardi. I feel comfortable with Eckler at that number four spot. What do you think? Well, you really paired it up with your um, stack with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers also going uh, with the quarterback there and also uh, Mike Williams at the receiver. So you got Herbert Williams and Eckler, and they're definitely in the best ball format, uh, a big offensive year for a team that likes to go for it, likes to go for two. Uh, I think that puts up big numbers, which, uh, again, in the best ball, what you're looking for. Jay Reed would be proud. Scott Connor would be proud of my stack. And, you know, this was the first draft out for the year. And I probably uh, reached a little bit on Williams. Uh, uh, Darren Armani uh, uh, from Fantasy Mojo uh, would, would provide figures at this point in time that have Williams going much later. But I took the position as I wanted to get my guys. And I think Williams, uh, as a draft master player, uh, best ball player is, is just a, a fascinating pick. What, what in this draft fetch? Where did Joe Burrow go? Uh, Joe Burrow went right before um, Herbert, right before you. Uh, in yeah, uh, that's that's what I thought, and I I was uh, I was focusing on the, uh, the Chargers quarterback uh, the whole way. If I had had to choose between him and Burrow. I probably uh, still would have taken Herbert. Uh, but there is another player, uh, Joe Burrow, that has captured the fascination of all football fans. Will he equally uh, capture the fascination of fantasy drafters uh, this weekend at Caesars? He definitely will. Um, again, this being a best ball, all the quarterbacks were pushed up more than they probably would mm-hmm. at the KFF. It's not so much, it's not so much where they win in the draft – but the order and of who they went, you know, how they went, uh, the individual players, who who went where, you know, and, as it related. And we definitely have two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl going very close to each other. Both are top eight picks. I think Burrow was fifth or sixth one time. Stafford was seventh or eighth. So they're both in very similar uh, spots. And I think that's where it gets interesting, especially this weekend so early. There's a group of quarterbacks past Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen, with his running ability and that just unbelievable playoff performance, solidified him the number one quarterback off the board. But after that, we saw some chinks in the Mahomes armor. Obviously, mm-hmm. got hurt. Um, so I think, you know, your second through 10th, 11th quarterback, you should get your guy because there's not that much difference uh, point total wise, whereas you can maybe get a guy two rounds later that you like better. So, so don't get too iffy on which one of those guys, because I think they're all going to be similar. And there's just a lot of great quarterbacks in the league right now. Fed says, do not get iffy. Fetch is Indianapolis Colts. Uh, had great prosperity until the bottom fell out this year, but the, the number one pick which I expect to see across all the boards this weekend at Caesars is none other than Jonathan Taylor. How, how aggressive are you going to be, Fetch? Because in, in, you're playing three teams this weekend, I believe. 
I, I'm playing multiple teams, yes. Yeah, multiple teams if his fetch comes in. I mean, that fetch might have gone in and signed up for a couple I'm not even aware about. But, do you know, uh, fetch the uh, – how many teams are you going to uh, pay the big money, get that one spot where you can get your Indianapolis Colt running back? I'm, I'm going to kind of feel out how much uh, people are putting in on, on free agent – or, you know – free agent spots here as we pick or use our free agent money to uh to pick that spot i'm not going to go crazy because i think free agency money is important especially with us drafting so early Mm -hmm. Uh, again jonathan taylor by far is the best running back he's still young got those fresh legs but you know who's to say I won't go receiver, receiver in first. Second. Who is to say that? Because you are a wild man, <laughs> Fetch. And by the way, you've said again three times since the broadcast started. Oh, wow. We can we we can let uh, Kevin Williamson and Jimmy Johnson know that the bar is open. It's been a very very long day uh, in football for me. The conversation started early, and I've been on the phone for most of the day. Um, a lot of a lot of good moves in the football business. A lot of a lot of moves talking to younger players. I've had the pleasure of talking with um, a number of our fantasy players, coordinating guys that will be arriving this weekend um, at the airport and, and getting them over to uh, to Caesars. On one downer note, our good friend uh, Ralph Siobhan. Uh Ralph has uh, had a little surgery. Uh, or Ralph's uh, wife uh, has advised against him traveling uh, to the KFFSC um, or anywhere for that matter until he uh, until he has a full recovery. His, his surgery got moved back. Ralph is uh, as fit as can be, but just not ready for travel yet. So we will definitely miss Ralph from the tip of our cap to Ralph uh, Siobhan, the master drafter. Um, down in uh, down in Florida, we'll look forward to his return to KFFSC later in the year. Ralph will be drafting uh, online in some of the hybrid leagues that uh, have filled out our twelve drafters. And if anyone is uh, is interested in discussing uh, the last couple spots as a hybrid drafter, we we'd certainly love to have them. Fetch last year, uh, you played in the. Uh, uh, run to daylight checkered flag we're now two years into that concept now the big game uh weekend um commissioners invite super bowl sunday boy it's a long name we'll have to get that we'll have to get that pared down after a while but this this functions in the same uh uh format uh as those what uh success have you had at it and what's been the key to uh What's been the key to that success? You know, I've enjoyed them well. I've made playoffs and most. I've cashed a little at both spring leagues the last couple of years. And I think it's just staying staying true to what you want to do, but also identifying young guys. I mean, uh, Jamar Chase Mm -hmm. uh, was on two of my four teams last year in the spring leagues. Um, I also had uh, Najee Harris. Um, I, I picked them, you know, second, third, fourth rounds. I, I think I took chase last year in the fourth round. So I know a lot of people would have been worried, where is he going to go and everything else, but you got to identify talent out of the college ranks. And we've had, 
you know, whether it be Justin Jefferson two years ago or uh, Chase this year, these young wide receivers are coming in the league ready to play. Yep. So do not be afraid to uh, take the chance on those young guys because you don't want to miss out on, on that production. That's exactly the truth, Fetch. You know, we look at uh, – we saw the Senior Bowl and the East-West Ryan game was a huge success out in Las Vegas this year, followed by the Reese Senior Bowl. We were able to see some of these players. I, uh, from the tight end perspective, uh, the uh, Wellenmeyer, the, the tight end from uh, Texas A&M, you know, the fantastic route runner, big hands and good size, and a player that you and I have been watching for a while, especially when we would talk late at night and at odd times about what was going on with football was uh, from Colorado State, uh, the WAC uh, tight end, um, Trey McBride. You know, those are those are two tight ends that I really like. What about what about young quarterbacks uh, coming to the league? Is there a, is there a rookie quarterback that you think we might see under center, like Wilson, like Lawrence? Do you, do you see a guy that come in the league and have a, a little bit of success? They won't be drafted this weekend, but they could be drafted later on in our uh, in our uh, best ball drafts that we'll be offering pretty soon. I think if you're looking for a first, you know, a rookie quarterback, the guy I like is Kenny Pickett. And the reason I bring him up, it's similar to Joe Burrow. Obviously not the talent is Joe, but the age, the maturity. Most of these guys coming into the league, if they're, they've only spent a year or two as a starter in the college ranks, they ha- just haven't seen enough. You'll, you'll notice these guys, even if they've had to transfer, they got that fifth year. It can be very valuable to them in just the coaching and the maturity, the, the looks that they've seen. They get to see more defenses. And, and we, we've seen quarterbacks like a Dwayne Haskins struggle who only started mm-hmm. for a year, whereas guys that had uh, multiple years and, and been in the programs are 23 when they're coming at it, they seem to have more success at least early in their NFL careers. It, it takes guys like Lamar – and others maybe two, three years to really hit their stride. It's, a, it's an interesting point. I look at Matt Corral. I'm intrigued about that, especially if he lands uh, at the Washington Commanders fetch. First time okay, I ever yes. used that in a podcast. The Washington Commanders, it's an intriguing situation there. I'm, I'm curious about uh, so many things that are happening across the front of uh, – coaching changes in NFL football. I'm a little bit befuddled about what's going on down in Miami. It seems like a clash of personalities, but I tip my, uh, I tip my hat at uh, the fact that Mike McDaniel, their OC moves up to head coach. Um, What do you think uh, we can expect a a player that, that a rookie player, as you talk about, it's going high, high out the draft. It's really shot up the boards. Jalen Waddle. Can we expect the same kind of performance next year? I don't think so. I've not identified that guy to have that huge year yet. Now, again, later in the spring drafts and everything else, maybe if we get just the perfect situation. Again, that when I drafted Jamar no, Chase, it's another I drink. Okay, well, we all need a drink, Phil. But, you know, the unique situation of Chase um, 
you know, kind of meeting up with Burrow and them already um, knowing each other really, you know, jump mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. situation, which was similar with uh, Waddle and Tua. So I, I think seeing something like that is what will really pique my interest uh, with one of these rookies, if they can just get into a great situation. You know, Traylon Burks uh, from Arkansas, um, suspected to be an early pick of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, your guy Pickett is, is being directed at his hometown team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, when we just talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, we've got to got to talk about all the changes. Whatever quarterback comes in there, uh, the two two of my favorite players. Uh, that, that we've been right about since they entered the league fetch. The first being Claypool, the second being Fryermuth. We were talking about Fryermuth last year at this time, and people were giving us a side eye, you know, and this was a player that still largely went undrafted through a lot of our, of our drafts and then a very, very late draft. His player caught 60 balls last year. Claypool had a step back uh, with uh, Pittsburgh's uh, disappointing <laughs> offensive performance. I, you know, if you tell me that Ben Roethlisberger is going to throw the ball 50 times a game, but Claypool's going to have a decrease in receptions, that would have been hard for me to stomach. What happens with those two players next year? Uh, with, with the right quarterback, I, I think they're b- boom. I mean, they, they are great talents. They're just now really coming into their own Claypool, a third year, Firemuth a second. And we know, especially if they get a young quarterback, tight ends are always mm-hmm. your quarterback's best mm-hmm. friends. So that would be the guy for our youth specifically in Pittsburgh, I think, because they also are going to lean on Najee Harris a lot, who was also really a, a surprise almost to me in the, in the passing game with how many catches he had this right. year. Well, he was the only guy that, that was still open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody else uh, getting separation. Fetch, if they announce, or let me say, when they announce that Rodgers moves his game to the Denver Broncos, how quickly does Jerry Judy become a second-round draft pick? As soon as you hear I mean, that's <laughs> – that's an offense you're going to want to be a part of with Aaron Rodgers. They have talent, talented receivers, and then a great running back, a young running back in Javante Williams that we, we also talked about last year before the draft. We did, and you were very, very high on Williams, and I appreciate you coming in with that. Let's talk about my Raiders, Fetch. Does Waller come back into, uh, you know, he was hurt this year. He missed some time. Missed some games, then tried playing hurt. Does he return a little more about what we saw in 2020? I definitely think so. He is the he's the m- biggest mismatch in mm-hmm. that offense. So mm-hmm. I believe that that they'll find ways to get him the ball, continuing to to uh, you know spread him out as a, almost a wide receiver. Some trying to find the best mismatches for him. Mm-hmm. And it's just the best option on that team. As great as hunt for Hunter Renfro is, he has limitations that uh, Darren Waller does it with his size. Hunter Renfro, the, the offense that McDaniels runs, you'd have to think that the slot position pays big dividends. However, uh, sometimes the slot position is, is occupied by Waller. It, it just gives a, a very, a fluid aspect um, 
to what the Raiders might look like in this coming year. You think about uh, double tight ends, and, and uh, Moreau certainly proved that he could catch the ball. Uh, Renfro was always a favorite of of anyone that's a that's a football fan. He's a good blue collar player. A hundred catches fetch, nine touchdowns this year. Fascinating that you could get that out of a player drafted, I think, in Kentucky, 15th round and later. In Las Vegas, I know I picked him up off waivers. He wasn't drafted at all, especially he, early. He was uh, very, he was he was an afterthought. So many drafts. I, I drafted him a lot. He he helped me win a lot of games, a couple of division titles. And yeah, I don't know why uh, people overlooked him. I, I think in, uh, talking about Las Vegas, the the player that you're going to want to kind of move back in your draft boards this year is Josh Jacobs. Great player. But we know the philosophy out of New England is you've got a role. We're going to have a third down back. We're going to have mm-hmm. a goal line back. Mm-hmm. We're going to, so that's going to cut down on Josh Jacobs' opportunities. And, uh, you know, the running back is not always uh, loves the Patriot way, as they like to say. Yeah, and he could be very, very successful as an NFL running back and a, a real mystery and a real head scratcher to uh, fantasy football uh, uh, players and, and managers. But let me ask you this, Fetch, if you take a look at those boards real quick, you'll see Jacobs going higher right now than what he, where he went uh, in, in the uh, 2021 drafts, which surprised me a little bit. He did, yeah. you know, he did finish strong, but that surprised me a little bit. And I think you're spot on in that. Yes, I, I think a lot of people are going to see the way he ended in, in the playoffs, how how well he did. But again, new regime. Um, everybody was puzzled about the way the Raiders used Kenyon Drake, especially our friend mm. Justin McCord. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels will find whether it be Ken, Kenyon Drake, um, are your favorite player out of Southern Miss, uh, his name uh, slips me now, the other running back in Las Vegas. Uh, number 30. The third down back. You love him. Mm-hmm. I know you love him. I can't. Yes. Um, but uh, they're going to use those weapons in a variety of different ways. And I think that's going to hurt you, your Jacobs. But I do. I, looking at your boards, I think the pick I like the most of yours in your mid to late round picks was Tony Pollard. And I'm very interested to see where he's going to go uh, in our drafts over here in uh Caesar Southern Indiana because I think Pollard is an explosive player in a backfield that needs explosive plays. I do too, Fetch. You know, I was a believer in Ezekiel Elliott last year, and I still believe in what Zeke can bring to this team. And I'm hoping that he returns and he's he's more physically prepared to play. We were told that he was healthy last year, and I don't ever know if he particularly was, but Pollard. And um, that was the first draft where I took him in the seventh round. And I'll tell you, that's higher than he's been going. But I don't mind reaching for a player like that because, you know, in these drafts, in all of these drafts, go get your guys. And I've decided this year um, that Pollard is going to be one of my guys. And I think, you know, the boys are our champions and consistent top players. Uh, FPI, Petri, and Larson—they'll be all—they'll be all over Pollard uh, in every draft uh, 
that they're in. They're they're big fans, and so you know we'll have to see the uh, uh, exactly where he goes. But yeah, I I expect us not to survive the seventh and eighth round uh, with Pollard uh, uh, still on the sticker. Now let me ask you this, Fetch. Your Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I thought Pittman had a fantastic year. And if the quarterback ever really consistently gets it together, the sky is the limit. Uh, you think Pittman at, in these drafts is uh, being a bit undervalued? I did. And uh, in the second one, the second draft I was in, I certainly made sure to grab him. I definitely think he's uh, – if they get a better quarterback option, which is still mm-hmm. an option in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. I think he could even uh, – rise higher you know ty hilton's in the twilight of his career um the tight end position's kind of in flux with the colts he's their mainstay he's their number one and you know as great as jonathan taylor is there's going to be game planning all summer long how do i stop jonathan taylor and that's going to leave uh a lot more one-on-one or zone coverage back there which i think is going to leave uh pitman to really do some work I do too. And uh, I'd like to see what other receivers that uh, join this roster that they put around uh, uh, Pittman. Uh, Fetch, we're going to have a great weekend, first of all. And we're going to get to spend uh, time together with a lot of friends. This weekend was born out of my experience with good friend J.R. Fenton, who's flying in for the, uh, who's flying in for the draft and, uh, and the party. Uh, our years of going to Super Bowl Sunday in Las Vegas and the big, big parties that we took part of uh, in, in the uh, in the casinos. And we, we've been to a lot of them. We've been to the smaller ones. We've been to the bigger ones. We, a memorable one at uh, the Hooters Hotel and Casino with Brad Taylor, who will be joining us uh, from, from back uh, – uh, I think we did the Hooters uh, Hotel and Casino twice when it was still a thing. Las Vegas. But this is the concept that I said is how great it would be to get everyone together that knows each other, do the hobby we love in the best way that that we connect with football and have that Las Vegas experience, not in a room full of strangers, but in a room full of friends who all share this common hobby. So, you know, if you're not drafting with us, we still have room for you in the party. Uh, we'd, we'd love for you to be there. Just give me a call, RSVP, and, and we'll put you on the list and you come on in and, and have a great time. We're serving some wonderful food. Uh, Fetch will be at the bar buying everyone drinks because he's Oof. a generous soul. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be great. Um, Fetch, tell, continued tell success. Petri, tell, tell Petrie and Larson the first round for them is on me. Oh, you're buying Petrie and Larson. I want to share with our listeners a funny story. Last year's champion um, from the run to daylight, Clayton Bubba Wilson, one of our youngest major champions ever, uh, came by the mall to see me at the Poster Man store. And we're talking fantasy football. And I said, by the way, Clayton, Fetch is coming in. And Clayton when he put together his team and listened to a podcast, one of our podcasts where we discussed the draft picks live. And he had put together a combination of tight end Andrews and quarterback Jackson. 
And uh, you were not overly impressed with that. Matter of fact, you said that this was uh, one of the more terrible draft picks that you had seen. And, uh, you know, Fetch, you're not particularly controversial, but, I mean, that's just the way you felt about it. You would have gone another direction. And um, it was uh, – it's been we're, – we're pushing 12 months, but when, when Clayton learned that uh, you were coming in, uh, he changed his schedule around. He sat there and waited for you because he wanted to talk a little bit about you with it. So I, I, I'm so proud of you, Fetch, because you come on and you give your – you give your opinions, no matter what anyone has to say, and you stand by them. And uh, yeah, but that was that was funny. He he got up and he said, "I'll see you later." I said, "Fetch is coming." He sat back down. And he says, "I believe I'll wait. I got something to ask him about." <laughs> oh, it's great. So you know, rivalries like that make it all work. But I guess we better sign off. It's awful late. We got to get some sleep where we can get up tomorrow and talk about more football. And uh, I will check in with you as the week develops. And, and perhaps uh, right after the weekend, we can get back together and talk about what a, what a great time we had. And if, you're not, if you can't come this year, we understand and hope you're with family and friends and having a big, big time. Fetch, you want to pick a winner in the game? Uh, all year long, I've been riding the Rams bandwagon, trying to get you to take futures bets on them. So I got to stick mm-hmm. with the Rams as much as these uh, Bengals are good friend, the Cox brothers having a big party after following this Bengals uh, Cinderella playoff run. I'm, I'm afraid it's going to come to the end oh. at, at the Rams. Oh, fetch. You know, you're breaking everybody's heart. Uh, you know, our, our league in Cincinnati, which will draft one week, uh, main event league and drafts in Cincinnati, which get us started live drafting one week before we get together at Caesars. Uh, the fellows up there are going to be probably wanting to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> at least the ones that hear that, buddy, we'll sign off and I'll get back to you. Thank you for dropping in with me. Look forward to seeing everybody Sunday. Let's make this the uh, best inaugural event the KFFSC has ever had. Sounds good to me, Fetch. See you then.